With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, hey. it's Joy and Brandon. Uh, and before we get to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, we want to tell you about Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people. So if you're living an overall healthy lifestyle, you have a 60% lower risk of mortality than someone who isn't. So whether you're a runner or a cyclist mm. or a vegan. Shout out snacks. Shout out snacks. Uh, you name it, Health IQ rewards you by saving you money on your life insurance. So more than half of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33%. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. To learn more, to see if you qualify, get your free quote at healthiq.com slash crazy or mention promo code crazy when you talk to Health IQ agents. Now let's get back to the show. Maybe I'm crazy, but big words are silly. <laughs> I thought we were doing Health IQ. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Hola. Uh, good to see you, Brandon. Hi, good to see you. We have lots of, uh, I, you like that? Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It might be my favorite Article clothing, clothing item that yeah. I own. Yeah. It gives me life. I agree. Thank you. It does. It makes me feel elite. Uh, anyway, we have lots of stuff to get to today. Nick mm-hmm. Wright, first things first, joins yes. us. Uh, he loves LeBron. So yes. we're going to talk consistent. to him about that. He is cons- he's very consistent with his yes. LeBron, say- LeBron takes. Yes. We talk about Kobe. Uh, talk a little bit about the national anthem protests. Stephen Ross is a wee bit confused about how all this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonzo Ball, as I just alluded to. It's a nice little tease there. He has a problem with big words, and that's okay. Um, dating apps. Uh, Shaquem Griffin killed it at the Combine. Uh, Uber. Donald Trump takes the L this week. And uh, Josh Allen is, is really undraftable. Uh, at this point, uh, undraftable at this point. Uh, but let's get started with talking a little NBA with our friend Nick Wright. Yeah, whoop de whoop. <laughs> Nick Wright, first things first, is on Maybe I'm Crazy. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, no problem. Only took four months to get the first invite. Wow. I mean, it's not like you and I started out working at Fox together, had our first project together, or anything, Joy, but I'm glad I'm the 72nd guest on the podcast. Thanks so much. Brandon, good to actually talk to you. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Nick. First of all, we haven't had, uh, I love all of the first things first uh, gear, swag you have going on right now, the coffee mm-hmm. cup, everything. Yeah. Uh, we have not had. Oh, that. I didn't even notice that was there. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> Plug away. Uh, we haven't had 72 guests, and. If you want to believe this or not, I didn't want to have someone of your caliber on the show without making sure that we had everything together. Right. Oh, okay. Well, and to be fair to your audience, you're correct. I picked the number 72 out of the hat. Here's what I do know. Whatever number of guests you've had, that's the number of guests that I am. So if you had 17, I'm the 17th. Okay. If you had 24, I'm the 24th. That's either here or there. I don't even know why I brought it up. I'm just glad I'm finally a part <laughs> of the best podcast on the Fox Sports family of podcasts. Maybe I'm crazy, so let's do Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And we don't talk about the uh, the projects that we worked on when we first got here because – Oh, we... no. No, no, no. Those tapes have been burned. <laughs> Hopefully. It's not, not me. It's not me and Nick's best work. Yeah, Brandon has those. Right. No. Well, we're not we're not taping those. All right. So your, your man, LeBron James. I've actually had a lot of nice things to say about LeBron lately, uh, mostly related to off the court, which I'll get to in a second. I don't know if you've, if, if you've mm-hmm. heard. 
Um, we'll get to we'll get yes. to all of that later. But let's start with the Cavs. Uh, like kind of like this. You know, there's there's so so since the All Star break. I'm sure that you your your faith in them has not wavered whatsoever. But what do you think of the new look Cavs? Well, I thought that the game they played, you know, from when we're recording this last night, where Larry Nance was in the starting lineup. I mean, that's a lineup that everyone that's watched the Cavs since the new players were acquired. They knew, we knew, you needed to get LeBron and Nance on the court more. Tristan Thompson just has not been good this year. Now, that doesn't mean the Cavs shouldn't have signed him when they did. When they signed him, if they hadn't, they wouldn't have won the championship. But this year, he's been bad. Nance gives you everything Tristan used to bring you, plus a little more offense. The Cavs have been, since the new players have gotten there, plus 53 now. In minutes, LeBron and Nance have been on the court together and minus 15 in every other minute from every other lineup. So that was a positive. Also, I I think what you're seeing most importantly post-trade deadline is you're seeing LeBron back to being fully engaged where he is by a wide margin the best player in the world. He's a guy that was player of the month in November, December, and February, but in January he looked miserable. So for all those reasons... Uh, yeah, I mean, my faith in the Cavs hasn't wavered. They they typically take them, instead of the minimum 12, it takes them 13 or 14 games to get through the Eastern Conference playoffs. I imagine this year will be the same. And then either the Warriors or the Houston Rockets, who right now are the best team in the NBA, will be waiting for them. All right, we'll get to that in a second. They start a six-game uh, road trip. They're going to start with Denver. But what yeah. happens when uh, Kevin Love is back? Well, I think, see, I'm sure there will be a bit of an adjustment period for the new players, but I actually don't think this is that complicated. Like, listen, so what's your best lineup when Kevin Love's back? Well, if you want to go big, it's Hill, Hood, LeBron, Love, Nance. If you want to go small, it's Hill, JR, Hood, Mm. LeBron, Love. Like, I don't think it's that complicated as far as what they will do, and All these other – the big issue previously was, well, Kevin Love's playing great, then Isaiah Thomas comes along, but that's because there was a guy there who thought he should be the number two option in Isaiah Thomas. When Kevin Love comes back, everyone on the Cavs knows they drop down a rung in the pecking order except for LeBron. Like, And Love, by the way, gets back to a place – where he had been playing his best basketball as a Cav, which is as the second-best option. The reason Love's an all-star is because of the work he did before Isaiah Thomas came and tried to ruin the whole season. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure Isaiah Thomas thought he was the first option. Uh, no doubt about it. And you see him last night, thinking he's the first option, losing the game for the Lakers. I mean, I feel bad for IT. He's, he's lo- cost himself about $85 million dollars. Uh, which is, you know, which I think is wearing on him emotionally. But he's been terrible, and he was terrible for the Cavs. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I feel necessarily bad for him. I feel like he kind of brought a little bit on that of that on himself because he was like, well, I mean, he was gassed up from coming from Boston. He's like a superstar and beloved, and he thought he was going to come to LeBron's team and and be the guy. Like, you're not the guy, and you're certainly not Kyrie Irving. I don't know who told you that. Mm. Well, the thing is this, Joy. Last year, he was better than Kyrie. Now, he has not for the bulk of his career been anywhere close to Kyrie, but last year he was better, and here's why I say I feel badly for him. If IT had simply, as soon as he got hurt last year, had surgery, if he had sat out and had surgery, Mm. the Celtics wouldn't have traded him because he wouldn't have had, without that playoff run, he doesn't have the value that gets you Kyrie Irving. 
So if he does the, quote, selfish, unquote, thing and has surgery, it ruins the Celtics' season. They're not as an attractive option for Kyrie. They don't have as good enough assets to get Kyrie. And he's still in Boston, where he's a hero en route to getting a huge deal. Instead, he played through it, had the 50-point playoff game, had the amazing, tragic story arc of his sister passing away, broke his face, and did all those things. And it all then led to him being now traded twice. Like, yeah, some of his comments were ridiculous, and some of the things he did in the locker room were stupid. Uh, By the way, your guy, your guy, Dwayne Wade, was a part of that as well. But... They, it, some of it was almost because of emotional trauma that I think any of us would have dealt with hard, would have had a hard time dealing with. What did you not? Are we reading different reports that D Wade was part of the reason that Kevin Love felt attacked in the locker room that day? That D Wade confronted him? Did you guys? Did you not see that? One? I heard nothing about that. I heard Isaiah led the charge. Oh, okay. uh, and by the way, oh, that's okay. I mean that's what Wade was brought there for was the the, the leadership intangibles to erroneously accuse teammates of faking illness. Look, that's doesn't matter. He's for. back in Miami. Uh, we're 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 gonna forget yeah. that. That's that's the <laughs> yes. that's the girl okay. you dated that we choose not to acknowledge. Mm. That's what oh, that's what's okay. happening there. So Ignored enough. And, and by and the jelly. way, just before we move on from Isaiah Thomas, uh, I always thought that that trade was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether his at the value it was anyway uh, for Kyrie Irving, I'm just not making that trade. But anyway, moving on. Well, Kyrie said Kyrie reportedly said he was going to have knee surgery he didn't need. I mean, he was holding a gun to their mm. head. Like I, I know. Listen, I understand that there some some people need a narrative arc where everything is LeBron's fault, and so we have to find a way that Kyrie wanting to leave was due to LeBron James's negligence, I suppose, mm. of not holding his hand enough the last three years in the NBA Finals, but. I mean, I would say credible reports say Kyrie was so upset, I assume, over the fact that LeBron got him a spatially accurate globe for his birthday, that he was going to have a surgery that he did not need to force his way out of town. So I don't know what you're doing that. I'm, I am not. Sorry, I, this is we're rehashing. All I'm stuff. not on Kyrie's side with the with the surgery, but it definitely was LeBron's fault that he wanted out of there. Moving on. Uh, you mentioned oh, you yeah, mentioned Houston. Everyone's super high on Houston right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're a great, wonderful, uh, fun, interesting, regular season team. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to mm-hmm. get to the playoffs and they're going to win a few series and then they're going to get smashed because I don't believe in James Harden. And I, I look, he's he's. Welcome to prove all the doubters wrong. It's the the balls in his court, if you will, if you want to use a silly basketball pun. But I just don't. Mm-hmm. He's not shown me what he needs to show me in the playoffs, even even when it was his team. And Chris Ball has the same kind of playoff resume, pretty much. So I I don't know how I can trust them in a big spot to make it to the finals, like to get past yeah, the Warriors I, if they reach that spot. Listen, I understand why people would say the Warriors are a better team, that even though Houston has a slightly better record right now, that the Warriors should be the favorite. Like, that that I understand. What I don't buy into is this idea that the Houston Rockets and James Harden have this history of melting down in the playoffs. Since he's been there, they have played to their seed every single year except for one year when they were the four seed and lost to the five seed on a Damian Lillard buzzer beater to win the series one I mean they made the Western Conference Finals that happened the two years they lost in the first round they were the eight seed guess what when you're the eight seed you're supposed to lose in the first round last year in the game five against the Spurs the one the one that uh, people give him a hard time for where Manu Ginobili blocked his shot 
He had 31, 7, and 11. I believe he got concussed in that game, which led to his horrific game six, which is the one that is somewhat inexplicable. It's one of the reasons that I believe he was playing with a concussion. But if you look at his playoff averages, he's averaging like 28, uh, I think 5 and 8 in his Rockets playoff career. Now, his shooting percentage is down a little bit, but basically every player in the NBA not named LeBron James, their shooting percentage goes down in the postseason. I just don't buy into this idea that James Harden's a playoff choker. I don't. I don't buy into the idea that Chris Paul's a playoff choker. And and I don't buy into the idea their head coach is a playoff ah. choker. There are two times. Well, let's, let's talk about this for a second. When Mike D'Antoni's sons lost, who beat them? The dynastic Spurs, two of those years, the Spurs had 60-plus wins. One of them, they had 58 wins. And how else did they lose? Joe Johnson broke his face. Amari Stoudemire got suspended. They still made two Western Conference finals. Like, I just, I don't buy into the narrative that these guys have been bad in the playoffs. And then there's Chris Paul. And so I would ask you or the audience or anyone this question. When they're like, oh, Chris Paul's never made a conference finals. When did Chris, when, what's the series where Chris Paul had the better team that they lost. Because you're right, they've lost in the second round a bunch. Two better teams, to Oklahoma City, to Golden State, two teams. I, so you fact, think that this Houston team, Houston. so you think this Houston team, as it's now constructed, has the capacity to beat the Warriors in a, in a seven-game series? Absolutely. Absolutely, I think they have the capacity to. I do not see a hole on the team. Okay, but with, now, without... The Warriors, yeah, go without, ahead. James Harden having to score over 30 points a game for them to win like that. that I think that's the problem is that in the playoffs, obviously James Harden just is just dead and there's a actual light switch that gets flicked off. And well, you yeah, that and it. you have Clay Thompson and you have Steph Curry and, and you have Draymond Green and you have that guy. Um, What's his name? Oh, Kevin Durant. It's just that I, my thing, my argument yeah. is James Harden needs to score all the points for them to win. And he can't do that every game during the series. Okay, but the first of all, I don't know that that's true, that he has to score all the points. Second of all, you said without him needing to score more than 30. Well, he's averaging 31 a game this year. So, like, scoring right around 30 is not some amazing game for him. It's an average game for him this season. I said it before, I'll say it again. In James Harden's career with the Rockets, he averages more points in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. So scoring the playoffs hasn't been a problem. He has two really terrible closeout performances, one involving 12 turnovers that people remember. And then the game against the Spurs last year where, like I said, I think he was concussed. He took two, sh- but, two shots in the first half. Listen, I, it was so bizarre from what we had seen from him in the series leading up to that where he'd been the best player in that series. Like I said, I think, I mean, he had taken a brutal elbow the game before, but let's say he's not concussed. Let's say the moment was just too big for him. He was awful. Do I think the Rockets can beat the Warriors? I do. They have two separate 14-game winning streaks in this season. That's only happened five other times in modern NBA history. Three of those teams won the title. One of the teams lost to the Bulls in six in the finals. And one of the teams was D'Antoni's sons that dealt with the Amari suspension. They have a top five or a top eight defense and the number one offense in the history of pro basketball right now. Like, I, yeah, I think they're legit. I understand that the Warriors have all this talent. The Warriors should be the favorite. But I don't know if you guys, if you guys have been seeing this. Warriors look a little worn down. Warriors look a little tired. The Warriors look like they're kind of reminding you why only two teams in modern NBA history that didn't have LeBron James on their team have made four straight NBA finals. Like, LeBron's made seven straight, so we think it happens all the time. 
Jordan never did we it. Have been, Kobe we have never been did it. Shaq never did it. Incredibly spoiled with LeBron being in the finals constantly. I will agree with you there. It, it, it it's almost become an, uh, a, I mean, it has become a foregone conclusion that he's going to be there. So we just expect the other great team that's going to play him it, to be there. And it makes us forget that, like, let's what happened. How how taxing is three straight NBA finals? Well, it made Michael Jordan quit twice, <laughs> right? Three straight NBA well, finals. Well, there are some other circumstances uh, you can argue. Okay, well, whatever it is, uh, the, the extenuating circumstance notwithstanding, both times after his third straight NBA finals, he quit playing basketball. Hmm. The Detroit Pistons, after three straight NBA finals, never reached another NBA finals until they had Rasheed Wallace on their team, 15, like that, until all those players were retired. And LeBron is the the most sturdy and available athlete maybe of all time. Iron Man. And LeBron has had the slight benefit of, he's got to do it with two different teams. And when I say benefit, I mean, those guys hadn't been to four straight finals. You know what I mean? Like He had fresh legs. Shaq and Right, Shaq and Kobe, they made three straight. Then they got bounced in round two. Then they made another finals that they lost to the Detroit team I was alluding to. But, like, it's very hard. So I'm not saying Golden State can't do it. But I am saying they are – It if we, if we just looked at the numbers, we would say, man, Houston's at least as good as them. Now, people don't think Golden State's trying. I think they are trying at least now at this point. I do think they want the one seed. All right, real quick before we let you go, uh, I mentioned earlier that I've been saying nice things about LeBron, um, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, – As you should. I, look. Greatest athlete ever. Okay. So we don't have time to get into all that. that. Uh the, the bottom line is I really do appreciate LeBron. I just – I can't root for him while he's in Cleveland. I just can't do it. I think he's coming to Los Angeles next year, in which case I'll be fully hey. aboard the, the LeBron bandwagon again. Not that I care about the Lakers. And in which case, first things first is going to start taping. Oh, yeah. You're, you're moving for sure. <laughs> what time to get up? Uh, 1 o'clock in the morning? I'm there. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like but – I, I do think what happened with Kobe at the Oscars, uh, obviously you got a little pushback because of the, the Me Too movement, and people were like, oh, what happened to all of that? Time's up, whatever. I, I think that's just another testament to how how great and just the other pedestal and otherworldly uh, being that LeBron James is as a superstar. Uh, it, it, it just goes to show you again just how I, – I really feel like he's underappreciated for just how perfect he is as a superstar. Mm. So – so let's let's take all the basketball accolades aside, right. right? This guy has been in the public eye since he was 16 years old. He has no father. His mother has dealt with significant, let's call them, personal issues. He was borderline homeless growing up. He moved around 11 times before he got out of high school. In the public eye since he's 16. So essentially a child star with no real mentors, no one to look up to. How has he responded to that? Never been arrested does not have a bunch of kids all over the place, married the mother of his children, and those kids seem to be pretty damn impressive kids, empowered his friends, put them through school Hmm. to keep the wealth with his community, but not have, as Phil Jackson would say, a posse to have an actual business group to start their own ventures that we're now seeing other athletes, I don't want to say mimic because it sounds bad, but other athletes, you look to who the trendsetter is in your sport. There was a period of time where the trendsetter in the NBA was Allen Iverson. And I love Iverson, but we saw some of the things that wrought. We saw some of the negative impacts of Allen Iverson being the guy everyone looks up to. LeBron changed the way it was cool for these guys to dress, the way it was cool for these guys to carry themselves, the way it was cool for these guys now to be politically outspoken. I was on a panel last week with Malcolm Jenkins, 
one of the most outspoken NFL players. I asked him what made him decide to get be more public with his activism. He said it was LeBron and your guy Wade and Melo and CP3 at the ESPYs that made him feel like he had a responsibility. For LeBron James to have been in the public eye now for 17 years and for his biggest mistake to be a charity event that raised $4 million for the Boys and Girls Club is one of the most remarkable testaments Mm. to his overall greatness as just an American sports ambassador. And when people, whomever they may or may not be and whomever they may or may not work for, want to undercut his, essentially, his citizenship, what I would say to them is this. LeBron James is the embodiment of the American dream. A guy who truly came from nothing. A guy who truly did it on his own by his own hard work, his own good decisions to put himself in a position where he sits today, which is as one of the most famous, successful, and I would say accomplished people walking the earth right now. And that's without mentioning he's obviously (laughs) the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, I agreed with every word you said until the end. Um, but until the very end, yes, yeah. until the very end, which is a whole other conversation, which we will never agree on. But I, I'm 100% with you. Like, I just, I, as, especially as like the social awareness age continues to evolve and where we, we keep having these hard discussions, and I appreciate, and I've always appreciated like what he is off the court, but it's just becoming such a huge part of like how much I appreciate him as a superstar. We really don't deserve him. He's great. Uh, and, not the greatest of all time as a basketball quick, player, I, I, but I, I, overall superstar untouchable. <laughs> untouchable. And just, just real quick, like I do think people need to sometimes follow follow the – can you still see yes, me? <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I do think sometimes people need to follow the logical path of what if LeBron were the opposite? What if LeBron not mm. only were not politically active, but if you were a bad guy, what if LeBron was someone that shirked his responsibility? How would guys who clearly look up to him across all sports as an athlete feel about their responsibility? I think the whole, if they, if the he, whole league would be different because he's, he's transformed the way that uh, right. free agency is done, how, how you handle your brands, your business, your, the people around you. Uh, but like, even just from an activism standpoint, if his stance was a la Jordan, even though he didn't actually say this, the, the you know, Republicans buy sneakers too. And this isn't a Democrat-Republican comment. It's just if his stance was I'm going to stay as milquetoast as possible because for my own personal financial gain, does that – how does that change Steph Curry and what he's done with the Warriors mm. and their decisions to be socially active? Like it changes all of it. And, and he, if you also remember, was one of the leaders. I mean, this was well before the football players. This was when Trayvon Martin was murdered yep. in cold blood on the streets in Florida. This was after George Zimmerman. This was, he has been, and I'm sorry, this was also after Donald Sterling, the owner of the Clippers. Like, he has been a leader that players have looked to. How are we going to handle this repeatedly? And he has stepped up, I would say, each and every time. And Kobe, with all due respect to his basketball greatness, I mean, it wasn't, it's not just the, uh, the, and I don't, I'm not, yeah, butting this. It's not just the obvious, I mean, I don't, scandal, if that's too light to call sure. it that, of what he was accused of in Colorado. Yeah. But Kobe also dropped a homosexual slur loudly, mm-hmm. clearly, as, as they could be. Either was it on a ref or a player, I don't remember. But, like, we, we don't have any of yeah. that 
from LeBron. Yeah. Not the, one. And the worst thing LeBron's it's, it's done is to, tell his mom to sit down on Mother's Day. Sit down. Yeah, yeah but she didn't. Yeah, even, I, don't, did. I don't even that think anyone feels that like that's the, right. that's the worst yeah. thing. All yeah. right, we got to let you go, right, we go, well, you go thank Nick. You, but thanks for joining us. We'll have you on again now that we have everything together. Um, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, you're our first guest. Yes. Well, Nick, I did. Oh, I did want to. I did want to ask you, LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, would you consider him Black Panther or Killmonger? Just real quick. Oh well, that's a very political question that you're trying to get me to answer at the very end, because that because people know how I feel about LeBron James, and therefore they would know how I feel about the message of that movie. And I'm telling you this, Brandon Newman, that's far too nuanced a question. Right <laughs> there you go. That's my boy All right, right next there. Next time, we'll break down uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Nick. And make sure you See watch ya. Nick and Chris and Jenna on First Things First every morning right before Undisputed. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you, Joy. Right. Thank you, Later. Brandon. Hey, guys. Joy Taylor here. Before we get back to the show, here's a quick word from ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. So right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash joy. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash joy. ZipRecruiter.com slash joy. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to the show. In or out? Am I in or out? Bam! For joining me in the song, I know I, I wasn't ready every week. You decide what you, okay. I'm not gonna get into it. I just what do you mean you weren't ready? I just wasn't ready. Okay, he ain't ready. All right, what am I in or out on this week? Okay, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar for his animated short Dear Basketball, which originated from the poem he wrote to announce his retirement. When interviewed about the winning of his Oscar, Kobe said, I feel better than winning a championship. To be honest with you, I swear I do. <laughs> Joy, are you in or out on Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar? Um, like, do I think he deserved to win an Oscar for his short film? Everyone's coming out of the woodworks trying to celebrate Kobe and, and, and throw a lot of praise his way, and it feels weird and, and undeserved, in my opinion. There's been some backlash, yes, considering the social climate around um, f- abusers. Time's up, right? Yes, uh, me, hashtag me too. Yes, uh, I think we know what's going on. He wasn't the only one, Gary Oldman. Caught a little heat too. Right. Um, I think I predicted that he was going to win. You did. I but did. Because that was the, that was the like one. one oh, I saw Get Out. The one movie you saw. Congrats yes. to Get Out, by the way. Yes, yes. Original screenplay. Yes. Amazing. Uh, look, here's the thing. I, am I out on him winning an Oscar? I didn't see the short film, so I don't know if it's good or not, if I'm going to be honest. It's. Have you, have you ever seen an animated commercial? Yes. You saw it. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Oscar worthy, maybe not. Who knows? But the, hmm. the reaction to it uh is interesting and when i saw the backlash it, I, I have i have a couple thoughts on it but i'll start with this as far as kobe's concerned mm-hmm. um that's not kobe's environment like yes it's no. los angeles but i would guess if you went to 
10 people in that room, one person out of those 10 people would remember off top that that happened with Kobe, Mm, let alone have one strong detail about that incident correct. Right. I would guess that most of the people in that room do not have have an idea of Kobe's background with that. As famous as Kobe is Mm -hmm. and as integrated in the Los Angeles tapestry as he is, that is not his world, right? That's why we're talking about it, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, So there's that. And I said it last week, the the reason why these movements are important and the reason why it's important to be persistent with these movements is because just because we're talking about it, just because we've exposed some people for their abusive past does not mean that we're okay. So good. We're done. Everyone's done. And progress has stopped. And we're we're all uh, kumbaya. It's equal for everyone. Okay. This is not how it works. And also... If what happened with Kobe happened today, we know it would be a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. Kobe would be done. Right. But it didn't happen when it happened. And some would argue he pay- he paid his pound of flesh for that situation. Um, Big rock that for depends. Vanessa. That depends. On, well, there were some other things going yes. on, too. Uh, but that depends on, on what you believe from the situation. Uh, it's a very complicated incident. Now, I'm not going to get into all of that. But the point is, it happens. I mean, how many of, how many of these are going to bring up? Like, Ben, ben Roethlisberger wouldn't survive that today, but that's why progress is important. So we have environments where people can feel like they can come out and talk about it. The other thing I will say, and this is what Hollywood is learning, yes, and it's something that sports fans have had to deal with for a long time. And whether that's because Hollywood has taken longer to get to this point, mm-hmm. I think like the scope of the incidents with someone like Harvey Weinstein is a good example of how long this has been going on, but yeah. it's not been public or paid attention to. Sports fans have had to separate the entertainer, if you will, because I, I view sports as entertainment. Like, we, yeah, obviously, sure. we take it seriously because mm-hmm. it's competition, it's fair competition. But at the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment. And we'll get into more about this uh, later on, about how it is entertainment at the end of the day. We've had to separate. This person is undoubtedly the greatest at what they do. And we appreciate them for an athlete from who they are as an actual person. Right. That feels icky. And it's difficult, but that's what it is. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is arguably the greatest boxer of all time. You can make that argument and not sound silly. He's undefeated. He's easily the greatest defensive box- boxer and tactician of all time. But he's a—I mean—he's a garbage human. Like I'm going to say it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, but you're a professional boxer whose hands are licensed weapons of death, and you beat up women. What am I like? You're soft. I'm sorry. I well, don't. I don't have a problem saying that. I not, don't take you seriously as a person. But I can't say anything about who he is as an athlete because his resume is untouchable. It was like it's like your issues with when we talk about Jim Brown as a right. civil rights leader and and all the things he did during his time. He. Is an abuser of women. Right. So it it makes it difficult to separate those two. But sports fans have been doing that for a long time. Whether that's right or it's wrong, it doesn't feel morally correct. But the reality is sports and entertainment and and actors and Hollywood and uh, everything is a microcosm of society, right? Because we're all human beings and we all live in this universe. Yes. Right? So when people say like, oh, there's there's a problem with domestic abuse in the NFL... No, homie, there's a problem with domestic abuse in the world. Yes. So, of course, it's going to then, the, the high amount is going to then is, uh, trickle down, down into all, the yes, small amounts of players that are in the NFL. It has nothing to do with the NFL. It has to do with society. You just don't know that. 
you just pay attention to football, so you're not paying attention to the fact that that's happening right next door in your neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. You don't have a scope of that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to Kobe, like when this incident happened with Kobe, obviously everyone loved Kobe, right? For me, that was when my Kobe like fandom stopped. Yeah, right. It I can ended still, with number eight. I can still admire him as an athlete, mm-hmm. but you have to make that separation. And again, for me, this is why LeBron is just such a phenom. He's yeah. just in a class all his own when it comes to being a superstar. Yeah. You don't well, even have to have this conversation. You can enjoy all of LeBron, minus his years in Cleveland, all of LeBron, and who he is as a person, who he is as an icon. Like He's just on another level. He's on a, he's on a different pedestal, period. And this is a good example of that. Like Kobe is incredible. He is beloved not in, in the sports world, and he is legendary in basketball. You can argue, you can, you make the argument in comparison of him to Jordan all the time. But people dismiss it, but like you still, he's on that level. He's, he's one of the greatest ever. He's a great impersonator of Michael Jordan. Sure, fine, I, I, whatever. I, like I, if you're going to impersonate someone and be good at it, Michael Jordan's one a good one to do that. Yeah, but sure. I'm saying this this is an example of how sports fans have had to make that separation for a long time, and now Hollywood's trying to to do the same thing. Like look at the reaction from Kevin Spacey. Everyone's like pissed they can't watch House of Cards anymore. I I, I get it. it was that was done after season one, but. I argue the only problem with it, with Kobe winning an Oscar, was just to see him in his pod person frame taking pictures with all these famous celebrities and and black people that won Oscars and these black excellent hashtags. And he's just sitting there as the the most famous Italian African-American there ever has been just as a pod person. It's just it's just so. You do think Kobe's a pod person. Look at him. He's just he's, he's like. (laughs) The black Tom Brady. Okay, anyway, my, 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 my biggest takeaway is we're, is we're not there yet, so don't get excited. I know yes. everyone's like thinking that the, the progress is done. There's still, still a little bit of fighting to do. That's not surprising to me, but that, that's, just, that's not Kobe's environment. So, yeah. of course, that's, that's what's going to happen. Time's up. Okay. Uh, things are nice and heavy. Let's continue <laughs> this. Uh, so, reports say when John Harbaugh is asking for advice on signing Colin Kaepernick to the Ravens, a high-ranking military official told John Harbaugh Kaepernick's controversial anthem protest did not fall in line with the team's core values. Now, other reports saying that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross and Texans owner Bob McNair are not looking to sign any players that have protested or will protest during the national anthem. Joy, are you in or out on these reports proving that Cap was, in fact, blackballed? Yes. Mm. Obviously very in on that. Um, I can't roll my eyes harder when imagining that you, you're going you're gonna to look me in my face, right? Mm. You're going to look me right in my face, and you're going to tell me that you are making a football decision and you're getting advice about signing a player from a highly ranked U.S. military official. By the way, got other stuff to do, sir, okay? <laughs> For real, right like now? you don't have things like to do that don't time. involve whether Colin Kaepernick is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. That aside, right. look me in my face and tell me that you made a football decision because you didn't. You didn't. Sorry. So as far as the Ravens go, like miss me with all that. Yes, I don't want to hear that. Like it, it, it's it's so beyond a joke. If you're if you're a Ravens fan. I am. However you feel about Colin Kaepernick or not, mm-hmm. like I'm sorry for you. Your teammate trying to win. Because if, if that's how your team is making decisions off of football, I mean, we literally just talked about it. People are excellent at sports and can also not be great human beings. I think yes. that Colin Kaepernick is a great human being. What he's doing is amazing. But I'm saying wherever you stand in that situation, mm-hmm. you got to be smart enough to know your team is lying to you, dog, and you deserve to lose. Sorry. 
Ozzie they're, Newsom not, is, they're not trying. No, Ozzie Newsom said he's stepping down after next season, I believe. So, he, you know, there's there's some leadership things going Speaking on there. Speaking of not trying to win, mm-hmm. um, the Texans in this spot, agent, there's another report that agents are saying that, the, that they're not willing to sign players that kneeled. Right. Um, Dwayne Brown, he was traded to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. He felt like he got kicked out, All essentially, pro. and just, like, abandoned by the Texans. They're obviously denying it. And now this morning, good old Stephen Ross – since, you know, the Dolphins want to do the most, always. Always. Really, just Florida wants to do the most. And then South Florida's times. like, are you doing the most? We will really do the most. <laughs> so Stephen Ross, um, inexplicably, was being given a, an award from the Jackie Robinson Foundation, which he is on the board of, by the way. Mm, really? Um, he was given the, the Roby Award for uh, his progress with uh, with. with 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 racial uh, racial issues and I don't I don't know I don't know how exactly they Golf defined prep. it, um, but like advancing advancing racial issues and uh, like social awareness and stuff some some sort sort of award lifetime award for that mm-hmm. so he's getting that award, and then he 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 feels the need to say that uh, that that he all of his players are gonna are going to stand for the anthem, and that the he doesn't believe in the, in, the, in the kneeling and uh, the message changed. To being uh, anti-military, and that's why that's why it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Okay, so he's saying that while receiving an award from the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Let's keep this all in perspective here. Mm. Um, so let me just like explain to Stephen Ross. Like, there's this term called self-awareness. Look it up. <laughs> while you're so. looking things up, yeah. okay, and and figuring out what self-awareness is, maybe you should look up what Jackie Robinson had to say about the national anthem. Mm. Since you're on the board of the foundation, you may want to know his quotes on that. Because he literally said, he ain't going to do it. Right. So there's that, obviously. And then Stephen Ross wanted to double down uh, when he was asked about uh, Derek Jeter. Which I have other thoughts on, but we're not going to get into that right now. because We're not doing baseball right now. Uh, He said, Miami is a great city, but not a great sports town. So I'm not in Miami today. I was there this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm not there today. I can't imagine that's being received very well by Miami sports fans having a Miami sports organization owner saying it's not a good sports town mm. so i just wanted to while i'm li- like uh giving stephen ross the business i wanted to also mention that since he's on the team the dolphins have been in two wild card appearances both of which they got blown out of by the way and i don't think you can tell the history of sports in general without south florida i mean the, the miami dolphins are obviously a, a, a legendary team yes. 72 season yeah. uh someone named dan marino Undefeated. was kind of an important sports figure don shula yeah, he did a few things mm-hmm. uh miami hurricanes so talk about the legends that came through there or the 2001 team which is hands down the greatest college football team ever assembled in the history of college football not hands down but continue i, I can't argue it can't argue it go look at the roster go look at the roster and tell me i'm wrong go look okay. at the backups for that team that dominated college football that year i Get hear back you i understand yes, okay continue. then of course the heat which was LeBron's greatest years. What is this section? What is it? Is it Miami I just, I just Appreciation want, Yes, week? is this Miami Appreciation Week? I just want to make sure I'm, when I'm, while I'm giving Stephen Ross the business, I want to make sure he understood everything that happened in South Florida ever. Okay, that's okay. Fair. Yes, I right, Four straight finals, two titles, LeBron's first title. Many argue LeBron, greatest basketball player of all time. Kind of an important era in sports history. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get into all of the uh, athletes that have that have are homegrown out of South Florida on all levels of sports mm. all across the world. Mm. Not a big deal. And uh, before you start talking about the Heat attendance, the Heat have uh, better attendance this year than the Celtics. That's in Boston. That's wow. in Boston, y'all. That's where they play. That's facts. Good data facts. facts. No, not not good data facts. Real Research facts. facts. Oh, yes, actual facts. Knicks, the Warriors, little known team, mm-hmm. probably will be in the NBA Finals. They have better attendance than them. 
the Lakers, Rockets, and the Thunder, and the Spurs. Sorry, Ashley. That's unfair because if you've ever been to a Heat game, it is literally like going to a, a, a club or a DJ. It's like mariachi band. There's like a DJ. It's just a party. Yeah, it is a party because that's what Miami's about. We're about that party life. It doesn't okay. matter, though, because I'm, t- I'm speaking facts right now. Yes. When I'm, when I'm done speaking facts, I'll let you know. Okay. That'll be gut data fact time. <laughs> Okay. The point of the matter is, all of this, all of these guys lack an incredible amount of of self awareness. I had to go in on Stephen Ross for a second because I just did not appreciate that comment. Mm -hmm. But overall, uh, and Stephen Ross is a part of this. They're not trying to win. Like, forget it. I don't want to hear that argument. Uh, If you're tired of hearing about Kaepernick, you're tired of hearing about the national anthem protests, whatever. Fine. Okay. But just admit it. Just the day that everyone admits that that he was blackballed, and none of these teams are actually trying to win. They're just trying to keep your business. They don't care about whether you get to go and watch your team play in the Super Bowl or not. They like, take your little monies and they go about their way. I was I would agree with that, but also no one knows how Kaepernick was at playing quarterback at that point in time in his career. Nope. I mean, never will. So as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, he's a Super Bowl winning uh, MVP because we'll never sure. know. We can go with that narrative for sure. Oh, okay, but we're. Am I wrong? No, no, no. We don't know yeah. because he all these te- these teams are getting advice from the military on whether they should sign uh, quarterbacks or not, and then they have the audacity to tell you that they're trying to win. It's a joke. All right, uh, that's it. Okay. We light it up a little bit. Let's lighten things up very literally. Young light skin Lonzo Ball helped the <laughs> Lakers beat the Spurs with the eighteen point eleven assist double double. When asked how he feels. Oh, sorry. When asked if he feels vindicated after the performance, the eldest Ball brother said, "Vindicated." I'm not going to lie. I did one year of college. I don't know what that means. Joy, are you in or out on Lonzo's limited vocabulary? Uh, I'm out on him assuming that, one, just because you went to college, that you have a elaborate vocabulary. Yes, yes, uh, that is sad. But, no, I don't, like, people get angry over not knowing what big words are. It's, look, first of all, you should not feel stupid if someone says a big word in front of you and you don't know what it is, okay? It happens all the time. Yes, Although, vindicated, eh, it's kind of one of those words, like, right. maybe you should know. It's just kind of long. It is long. But it's, I don't know if it's a big word. But here's what Alonzo hasn't learned yet, so. obviously, which is uh, which is the coach speak, or mm-hmm. the interview speak, if you will, and it's just a redirect. Yeah. So, like, ask me that question. Uh, I, assuming I don't know what the word vindicated means. Um, Joy, you had a great game last night, or great show uh, on Disputed today. Uh, do you feel vindicated from uh, being out on Monday? Well, you know, Brandon, I, I feel like we, we come in every day mm-hmm. and we try and do a good show all the time. Right. Um, you know, we prepare. We prepare hard. We, you know, we put in a lot of effort. We meet with yes. you know, our researchers. And, you know, we, we, we really want to put out a good product every day. So I, I, feel, I feel good about the show that we did today. I completely forgot I even said vindicated. Of course you did. It was I such a good. Wowed I was you. like, oh, I just wowed wow. you with a bunch of words that mean nothing. Because I was like, they try to nothing. put a show out every day. Good. I, I, I sound nice. like a Charlie Brown teacher. I said nothing. Try, try again. <laughs> Try again. Try a different word. Um, how do you feel about the gentrification in Compton right now? I feel like Compton is a great place. There's a lot of history there. The people of Compton are um, amazing. Uh, right. You know, the, 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 the music that has come out of there, mm. the culture that has come out of there. I think, uh, I think it's important that we celebrate the people of Compton and, uh, Amen. you know, just, just make sure that we share that, that culture with the world. That's perfect. Just say a lot of things. Just say a lot of things and just move past the word. That's how you do it, Lonzo. So someone just needs to teach Lonzo how to answer questions without saying anything. Beautiful. Awesome. You know what you should do? You should research every Ryan Tannehill interview ever done. That's how you do it. No matter what he says, he says nothing. Oh, yes. 
That's a that's a big word that he has. Yeah. His last name. Um, staying in the NBA, the Clippers have signed a patch deal with the dating app Bumble. For those of you who don't know, Bumble is a dating app where women control the conversation by messaging who they're interested in first. The Clippers oh. are calling the logo an empowerment badge to promote gender equality. Joy, are you in or out on a dating app sponsoring an NBA team? Shut the bleep up. What? They are not saying that. It's an empowerment badge. It's like a, it's like Girl Scout season right now with cookies. Like It's an empowerment badge. You got to get your empowerment badge right here. In the shape of okay. a bumble. First logo. of all, I I hate the, the badges. I understand everyone's trying to make money. All right, but I I, I hate that it's on the, the sponsors. Jerseys. You don't like it. I hate the sponsors on the jerseys. It's it's so stupid. Quickie. I hate it. Okay. I, I don't know how these dating apps work, so I had no idea that Bumble was a uh, women empowerment app. It's it, it's just it's just to it's just to eliminate the creeps because the women first after of all, you match the women have to message. Okay, first of all, nothing can eliminate creeps. They've never there's nothing ever been invented Facts. in the in the history of the world that eliminates creeps. They're trying okay? a lot. A lot of people make money trying to eliminate creeps. Yeah, well, they're, yeah. they're going to keep doing it because there's <laughs> there is no there's no answer for creeps. Okay, first of all, if you're going to creep, creeps going to creep. Okay, going to creep. First of all, I don't know. I've never uh, experienced experience these apps right uh i'm i'm not single but when i was single mm -hmm. i was not on these apps because uh i don't need to be on a blog that joy taylor is on one of these swipey typey apps okay but I, I don't understand how they work like i don't yes. i don't uh, call me old school but yeah. i need to see the flesh of the human thing okay well, you do after you after you the bumble after you, the bumble. And yeah, and the, I just, the okay. So, so what do you do? You, 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 the you do the swipe. You're not. You haven't been single in a decade. So. I, yeah, I really don't know. Um, I, I assume. I, I I'm, I'm a little too interested in it. Just, I'm just interested like, in it just because do do? I, you, I don't understand how it works. What do you do? Is it like MySpace? Is there a top eight in Bumble? You know what I mean? Do you put your top people? MySpace. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't I just don't know what it is. Is Tom involved? I really don't. I really don't understand. But I don't. I don't get it. I, I'm. I. I think it's uh, adorable that they're calling it an empowerment uh, thing. I think what it is is you're getting some money and you're trying to spin that you have a dating app as your sponsor. It is. It okay? is cute. They're let's saying. Just, let's just keep it 100. They're saying about that the Clippers that. have so many women in high positions on the franchise that this is the perfect partnership for them. Yeah. Okay. You took their check. All right. Is what it is. <laughs> yes. And you don't want it to be embarrassing that you have a dating app as a sponsor that's fine it's a nice spin but yes. but I, I, i'm not interested so what's what is the creepy prevention part i don't understand because like do you have like a rating like do people rate you like creepy level rating or something? it's like okay imagine if you were on an app right you probably get hella hella interest right maybe. we'll see I don't probably know. probably a whole interest maybe and then if out I take, of all if the interests selfie possibly exactly because you'll probably you'll have a great selfie on there sure you know what i'm saying and and all the guys that are interested can message you on all these other apps but on bumble it's you, you decide out of all the people you decide hey what's good with you mm. you feel me so the roles are reversed from the usual predatory situation yes yes yeah, you in? Fun. No, I'm not in. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, obviously, this is over anyway. But like, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand it. It's call me old. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand the, the swiping and the the thingy we don't and have the to messaging. Understand all things here, maybe. I'm and then you meet them. How do yeah. I know that you're not an axe murderer? I don't understand. Through conversation, certain questions asked. Oh, I'm sure they, usually, the they usually give it away. There's something. There's something. Like, yeah. Do you have a basement? Right? I guess the first question. Do you question. live in said basement? Does your mom live upstairs? <laughs> Do you keep all of your channel uh, clippings? <laughs> Important questions when, when dating someone. Moving on. Uh, plenty of things to discuss with the Oscars. Uh, Get Out won Best Original Screenplay. Mm -hmm. A good movie that I don't like won Best Picture. Uh, but first and foremost, there's a hot dog cannon, which got me thinking. 
do you love hot dogs? That's not what the question. No, because that's in not or how out. I'm going to say it either. Because mm-hmm. it's in or out. So I got to form it in a question. Sure. There's words here. Okay. <laughs> I I actually do love hot dogs, but Joy, are you in or out on hot dogs? <laughs> uh, I cannot be more bleeping out on anything, maybe in life, than I am on hot dogs. How? Because hot dogs are meat poop. What's wrong with that? <laughs> stop me! Stop me! When you said meat at first, right? <laughs> hot dogs are. I I there aren't words to describe how much I despise hot dogs. I have a hot dog phobia. What? Listen. Did it, you have a bad one? No. Growing up, I when I was little, I used to eat hot dogs because everyone eats hot dogs. Right. right? But my brother mm-hmm. thought it would be cute to show me a hot dog making documentary. Mm. And then once once I literally learned how the sausage was made, yes. I was no longer interested in ingesting that in my face. So I don't eat them. And then the longer I went without eating them in a in a family where you don't get to pick and choose what you eat. Right. Uh, it, it became more of a, a an argument, obviously. Uh, it's like, okay, you get hot dogs or you starve. So I, I like my, I could finally convince my mother to like let me make a sandwich or something and, uh, as an alternative to the hot dog eating. Yes. But now they're just disgusting. It's what is it? They're like they're wet. Why are they wet? What's the wetness? Because the hot dog water, you got to cook them in. Uh, hot dog water is the worst I mean, smelling thing so ever in I life. Do you ever smell disgusting. hot dog water? Yes, of course. And it's on the Negative. stove and there's like a yes. film. Where's the film from? I, I threw I threw an Oscars party and I made pigs in the blanket with hot dogs Ooh. and cres- crescent rolls oh, I mean, and I the just, top finest of cheeses. Oh, I, hot dogs are so <laughs> gross. They're the most disgusting thing that people put inside their face. Uh, just, uh, other than blue cheese. Because bleep, whoa, 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 bleep whoa, whoa, blue cheese, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I just put it all Stop. on an island and then just Stop. disintegrate the island, along Stop. with all the memories of blue cheese. Blue cheese is gross. Okay. And so is cottage cheese. Those are the three no-nos. Okay. No cottage, cottage cheese. Yes. It is the it is the consistency of throw up. Right. Blue cheese is the consistency consistency stop that of right now. hot throw up. Yes. Which is even more specific because of the chunks. Okay. You okay. Stop that. And hot dogs are a disgrace to food. I okay. That is not fair. That is in, incorrect. On a lot of levels, blue cheese is amazing. This just in, though, there is the fear of hot dogs has a has a name that there's no way that I can pronounce. You oh, ready for this? Let me read it. We got to work on your pronunciation, by the way. Chonkadonk. It, it does look like chonkadonk, actually. <laughs> yes. It would have been a good attempt. Uh, it might be chonkadonk. No, there's no a. Uh, chot, chot dunk phobia. Chot dunk phobia. Chot dunk phobia. Chot stop. Chot dunk. <laughs> It's spelled C H O T D O N K phobia. Chot dunk phobia. I have chot dunk phobia. Chunk dunk phobia. Chot dunk. Read it. Chot dunk. Chot dunk phobia. Chot dunk phobia. I swear to God. I'm That's what I'm saying. What am I not saying? Whatever. The, words? the bottom line is I'm obviously out on a hot dog cannon because why would you put, why would you want to share hot dogs? They're disgusting. Joy, this is the I'm in on steak. a hamburger cannon. This is the hottest steak you have. No. I don't uh, hot dogs. Listen, a lot of people don't like hot dogs. There's a phobia for it. Everything has a phobia. Everything that is something has a phobia. And and hot do- having a phobia of hot dogs is a thing. You can real philosophical My, uh, A person I'm no longer friends with once put a um, a bag of raw hot dogs in my suitcase. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not fun. That's not a prank. I mean, no. I did not think it was funny, obviously. Ooh, what about cut up hot dogs in your mac and cheese? Stop. I swear to God, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to get one today. It's giving me chills. It's disgusting. (laughs) Please don't eat hot dogs. I hate hot dogs. All right, it's time for Petty Report. Woo! 
So combine happens, and Saquon Barkley was very good yes. at the combine. So we have to we have to overreact. Uh, although I mean, Saquon Barkley is obviously going to go very high anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the big deal is, except for. NFL, they tried to uh, they tried to do a little comparing machine. They put his numbers in the comparing machine, and out came this tweet. He's stronger than Joe Thomas. He's quicker than Deshaun Jackson. He's faster than Devin Hester. Oh, and he jumps higher than Julio Jones. That was their take on Saquon Barkley. Now, technically, what if you compare their combine numbers, okay. which is why they put it into the comparing machine, mm-hmm. and, like, and out came this tweet. Uh, they are actually accurate. Saquon Barkley had 29 reps. Joe Thomas had 28. 10-yard uh, split. Saquon, 1.5.1.54 seconds. Deshaun, 1.55. 40-yard dash. Saquon, 4.4. Devin Hester, 4.43. Vertical jump. Uh, I'm not going to get it. Whatever. They was yeah. higher than Julio Jones. It's, okay. It's, it's, however... However, uh, these men, they didn't take too kindly to the comparing machine's outcome. All right. Uh, Devin Hester said, no disrespect to, sh- uh, to Saquon Barkley, but I ran in the combine with a pulled hamstring with sneakers on, mm. so I just wouldn't make it any worse. It was told by the, all the scouts that if I did bad, I could make it up a pro day. Do you really think he was faster than me? Oh, so It's a good. serious question. I mean, this is an NFL research tweet. Who cares? <laughs> Then, then Julio commented commented on Destin Hester's Instagram. They got me bleeped up. I'm four three with a broken foot. He had a broken foot. It was it was uh, diagnosed mm-hmm. right after his combine performance. Um, and Joe Thomas just laughed at it. I mean, look, like I get it. These guys all have a reason to have beef with this uh, this tweet. Yes. Like. Who, who, what? Yes. Like, Saquon Barkley has not played A down in the NFL, and you're comparing him to, like, I mean, Devin Hester, like, stronger than Joe Thomas. They take, they take a great offensive tackle who had a bad, he, he, had, a, he had a bad uh, bench day. Okay, but, like, just stronger than Joe Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like he. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he did one more rep. It's, right. Look, I'm not gonna break it down. It's a. It's. It's a fun tweet. They're trying to promote the combine. Yeah. Guys, don't take it so seriously. Mm. Okay. And everyone overreacts to the combine. Remember John Ross last year? You, you know, Facebook does the memories. Yeah. And I like. I share John Ross's like. Oh my God, he's so fast. <laughs> and he is fast. He's super he fast. And yeah. uh, he went to the Bengals and he made an appearance in three games. Was targeted twice and he had zero catches. So everyone just like. Simmer down. He is fast. Okay, that's fine. You can be fast and not be good at football. Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. Um, I feel like I look extra ridiculous today because I can't move very much because it's very heavy. This has been stuffed. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I do a lot of moving, it's going to fall off. You're being careful with it. I, I appreciate it. I'm being respectful of the crown. Yes, you're, <laughs> it's, your head is stagnant. Do I look like the uh, the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland right now? Yes, the Red Queen. Shouts out I'm to the Red Queen. <laughs> one. I love that movie. Bring me my piggies. Oh, they bring in the little fat pigs, and then like she puts her feet up on them. Yes, everyone has to. Everyone in the club has to wear like, uh, like look oh, bigger yeah, like head. That, yeah, or, or like bigger. the big nose or something. Yeah, just to overcompensate. I actually rock with that plan though. What? Like, if you got a big weird onion shaped head, they can't have everybody around you looking all normal. Don't let pop me pop that big ass yes. prosthetic on. Let's if, get after if it. If I become we president, we all just be ugly anything. together. Yes, if I become president of anything, everyone's gaining weight. Let's get it. Mm. Everyone, start eating. Let's do this. So I'm gonna be the skinniest person that, here. Actually, right? You, now you want to be the skinniest? Yeah, of course. That's selfish. <laughs> All we do is win. Shaquem Griffin mm. this week. Uh, he is a linebacker who had a great combine. Um, he is 6'1", 227 pounds, mm-hmm. 22 years old, and he was born with amniotic band syndrome. 
which means he does not have a left hand. It was amputated when he was four. Mm -hmm. But that hasn't stopped him, and he did 20 reps of 225 pounds, which is is, uh, um, basically two of me. With a with a prosthetic, mm-hmm. it's very impressive, and he ran a four point three eight wow. forty yard dash, which is the fastest for a linebacker since two thousand three. Dang! So he's killing it. Uh, went to UCF. Yes, national champions. No. Yes, mm-hmm. undefeated national champs. They they are undefeated. They ex- are- everyone's so surprised that a linebacker who played for the national championship team is doing great in the combine. It's like, duh. Yeah, we were trying to say nice things here. Okay, I'm not, saying nice they're things. not the national champs. Sorry, they're not. But uh, congrats to Shaquem. He had a great uh, combine. I'd love to see him with the Steelers. Mm. Uh, they need a fast linebacker. I just want to see him in the league doing his thing because watching him play at UCF Von Miller is so fun. Has said that he uh, wants to play with him, so he's winning this week. So I'm rooting for Shaquem. All right, moving right along. Do losers, it. loser power rankings. Loser power rankings. These are the losers. Loser of the week. Okay, so my mom is very out on Uber. She doesn't like it. She doesn't understand it. Every time that I'm around her and I have to call an Uber, she yes. insists that I find some alternative type of transportation, like Lyft. No, like she, she. Uh, so I'm like, mom, I'm getting into the airport. I'm gonna grab an Uber. She's like, no, no, no. Someone has to come get you. I'm like, or I could just pick up my phone, right. the, hit the thing, and mm-hmm. then someone will come and get me, literally, and then right. they will drop me where I need to go. You never like, have to see I, them. I do it all the time. Yes. And she's like, what? It's a stranger driving you. Get a cab. <laughs> so the thing about the cab is, I don't know a lot of cab drivers, and Still don't know literally, them. like, if uh, this is what I told her, I'm like, if someone kills me in the mm-hmm. Uber, okay, by some unfortunate circumstance, right, which course. is very unlikely Be because terrible. I'm not, we're we're dying together. There's yes. no, it, it, I'm the wrong person to kidnap. I'm just telling you right now, it's been attempted, it went badly. Join okay? fat kids, don't kidnap. I I am not the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will die together, so that's how it's going to work. But if that were to happen and I was overpowered, you can just get my phone information, look up my little uh, account, mm-hmm. see the last person to pick me up, and then you can go get them. Because yeah. it's all in there. They have their name. I'm sure they have their social security number, uh, some addresses of some sort, the type of car that they I drive. I your social security uh, to drive Uber. I pick, what? I wouldn't put my social security card to drive Uber. That's too much information. You're, of course, you're of course joking. Well, just because they're employing me, I'm not gonna put my social security card. I give you, I'll give you the last four, maybe. Uh, look, I've never applied. To be, I've you. never applied to be an Uber driver, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable in saying you have to give them your social security number in order to be a driver for Uber. Okay, whatever. You don't need it anyway because there's all the other information to find out who it is that murdered yes. me. Okay, so uh, she's out on Uber, and she actually sent me this story bragging. <laughs> That, that she is right about Uber. Uh, third loser this week is uh, this guy, Kenny Bachman. Uh, I've seen many stories like this, but he basically had to pay $1,600 because he Ubered from West Virginia to New Jersey. And he ordered an Uber XL instead of an Uber X. I have done that before, but not drunk. Um, that was like, I got out of it and I got right. my, my thing and I was like, oh, that can't be right. Like, yeah. How did that happen? What do you mean? That's so rude that they would even do that. You know I don't need an Uber XL. I'm a tiny person. I can get in anything. Um, anyway, he started a GoFundMe page, which is so disrespectful. Um, he said he wrote blacked out in an Uber and woke up to $1,600 dent in my pocket. He has received 16 donations from some idiots uh, for a total of $255. Uh, you deserve every bit of it. And the reason why you should this should never, ever happen is because you can put in, like, your home. It's at the top. You just put the thingy right there. 
And what are you doing I, right there? He had to go to New Jersey. Listen, I have taken drunk Ubers before, and somehow I always manage to get home. So, you know, uh, like the Uber driver's not going to argue with you. Like, oh, $1,600 or maybe take him where he needs to go. Like, I, good for that Uber driver. Get your money. I agree, but I also want to push back with your mom said. They're not strangers. You get to know them very well. I talk to all of my Uber drivers. Oh, I do? I leave every Uber driver with a, either a card or a cell phone number. You know, just... Just inspiring people. You just got to talk to people. What are you talking I'm a about? Man of the people. These are people you don't know who are taking you to your home. You don't know. I want them to know the, the least, uh, the most minimal about me as possible. They know where I'm going. They know where I'm, where I live, and where I'm going. Or they know where I was, and now they know they're they taking got me home. They got other rides to go. They ain't got anything about you, Joy. You know what? That's male privilege. What you, what you're talking about right now. <laughs> so what you're true. talking about is male privilege. We're gonna move on. Uh, second loser this week is Donald Trump. Uh, what feels like a million years ago, he claimed that he was the one responsible for freeing Leangelo Ball yeah. and his UCLA teammates from China. Uh, I was, I, I believe, uh, Joy Taylor had it first that so that was not true. <laughs> you were, you were first. Very ahead of the game on that one. Yes. Uh, inaccurate. Uh, I feel like that was a safe assumption considering uh, that UCLA is a school of very, very rich people yes. with a lot of influence. And I, I imagine that they have some alumni. They got some juice, you know. And yeah. while the president is a very important person, uh, there are people in the world who have more money than Donald Trump. Right. He would not agree with that. But the facts remain that there are. So someone else got Leangelo Ball and his teammates out of China. I'm going to assume they had something to do with UCLA and not with the president of the United States. But uh, a report came out it, that he did not get involved until after they were freed. Which uh, is really hilarious. Um, everyone can eat crow about how silly that is. Um, but most importantly, LeVar wins again because he does not lose. <laughs> All right. Our number one loser this week is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I feel like at this point he's undraftable. Stop, Joy. Uh, he has to go. Stop. He has, yeah, he, he's got to go un- undrafted. He's a top draft pick last year. Mm, no. No, I mean, not but, literally, listen, but people are talking uh, about an importance, An important trait to being a quarterback is is, is having is having the quickness okay yes. and, and it's very apparent that he doesn't I, I i wouldn't want him on my team he's undraftable at this point uh peter king reported that josh allen uh <laughs> say it he i mean he called dan marino mr elway uh, you, yeah, <laughs> like what, what, what else are you supposed to call him <laughs> it's disrespectful to call him dan no, it's not actually. His name is Dan. You know what his name? His name is not Elway it's, he's or probably, John. He's probably twenty-one years old. He's seen all these things are just mashed up. He's like looking for Joe Montana. And I mean, have, ben ha, I don't know. Have some respect. All right. Ha, have have the tiniest bit of self-awareness. That's if, a compliment to Dan anything, Marino. If, if anything, if you're not sure. It's a compliment to Dan Marino. It's a compliment to Dan Marino. All right. That Josh <laughs> Allen from Wyoming pump, pump breaks, would say, right? "Oh, Mr. Elway." Okay. What an honor. If you don't know who someone is, you call them sir or babe. <laughs> I call everyone babe. I'm like an out-of-touch 80-year-old man. I call everyone babe. Hey, sugar. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do. I would mean, be right, less respectful to call Dan Marino sugar than it is to call him Mr. Elway. And then, which we have just recently learned, a report from Charles Robinson, uh, Saturday at the NFL Combine, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold and Josh Allen were leaving a hotel to get into an electronic revolving door, which, in all fairness, I'm very afraid of. They, they're, they're very sketchy. They're tricky. They are tricky. Yeah. you got to time it just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Josh Allen pushed the door, and 
the two of them are trapped in one of the little triangle thingies, uh, looking like some dodo birds, okay? And it's because it's electronic, you don't have to push it. So it's not one of the pushy doors, it goes on its own. Obviously, he's Josh Allen doesn't, Wyoming. He doesn't know how to use a revolving door. They don't door. have the electric ones out there, Joy. He's not even at the ball. I, I gotta say, he's, he's undraftable. <laughs> he's not. He don't know about the technology. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's very inaccurate, and also he doesn't know how to use a revolving door, and he has no idea who Dan Marino is. I, I can't. I can't have it on my team. These are just those are intangibles you want in a quarterback. I'm sorry. I'll take him. First pick. Of course, of course you would. <laughs> All right, that was a fun episode of yes. the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I thought you did excellent, Brandon. Oh, thank you. You do well always, as always, and thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. It's, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe uh, and share with your friends and comment. Leave us comments. We like mm-hmm. comments. Uh, Brandon reads through them. I do. Um, I sometimes read them. Yes. But, you know, after like the third or fourth snack, I'm like, oh, I'm good, you know? But I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate all the comments. Make sure, make sure I love snacks. Uh, make sure that you uh, follow all of our social media pages: yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod, and uh, we love you. Yeah, name yourself. We haven't forgot about you reading the comments yet. It's just you know these bonus pods. We got so much content. You yeah. feel me? We'll get you uh, all. Yeah, no. If, if you leave an elite comment, you you will make the podcast. Yes, that's for sure. Please. Elite get creative. Only. Yes, elite elite only. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy.